Fearless. Chase. Bold. Following. Courageous. Search. I'm Aaron. And I'm Marshall. And this is Undaunted Pursuit. Gotta love technology. And that seems Gotta to be the that seems to be the common uh theme on this podcast. Always battling technology. Sorry, I just okay. got a text from a that's a part of my CR group asking if I was busy. I said, yes, just started a podcast. <laughs> it's been a crazy busy day. <laughs> oh, I know it. I know it. Hey guys, if you're just joining us, welcome back to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Glad to have you guys here. Yes, indeedy. Senor Reedy. Glad to have y'all back. That's right. Oh, man. And if I sound, uh, I, I, I probably, I, I should sound a little better at least, Tom huh, Marshall, since we last talked. You do. You sound a lot better than when we last talked. Excuse me. Yep. Yeah. So we needed, we needed those couple of days to, get my my voice back a little bit now yeah. i don't know get the old vocals know. i'm blaming it on the government who are you blaming it on the government government's making us yeah sick. I, I agree oh, yeah i blame on the government now. too i mean but hey you got you got covid you got trains blowing up you got bad chemicals seeping into the earth and water you got acid rain raining down on vehicles and cars and people people are deforming and turning into aliens you got ufos flying around in the air we're in the twilight zone over here <laughs> that's right that's right and, and you forgot the um what did ashley show me the other day oh it's some sort of like new drug now that is causing people to act like zombies so who knows maybe the government's putting that out too i don't know I'm about to go back and watch some Walking Dead. (laughs) Right. Oh, shoot. Well, hey, I um, I have a question for you, Marshall. Do you prefer, um, this is kind of off topic now, we're we're moving on, moving on. Uh, Do you prefer coffee or tea? Because I've been drinking here lately, I've been drinking a lot of tea lately. Hmm. I prefer coffee. Now, it depends on what time of day. If it's in the morning, I'm gonna have coffee. Mm-hmm. I just I've never been a I've never been a tea guy in the morning. I'm not I'm not gonna have my tea and crumpets in the morning, but I will have my coffee. But throughout the day, I, I do love some tea, especially like if it's during like with a meal or something like that, like lunch or dinner. Um, I don't yeah. have it a whole lot, you know. I mean, we get it when we go out and about occasionally, and um, but I prefer coffee. But tea is so good. I'm well, a big more tea specifically, guy too. oh man, yeah. Well, uh, who doesn't love sweet tea? But what I was talking about was like oh. hot tea, where you got to steep the tea bags and stuff like that. And um, I've been making a lot of that because I've been kind of sick. So if I sound a little funky, it's because I've been I got this cold, I guess, whatever. But um, yeah. Anyway, you got that government cold. The government cold. That's right. But yeah, no, uh, I, I've really been kind of enjoying the tea, but uh, uh, it's been nice to get back into coffee. Sometimes, though, here's what I'm here's what I, I need something in the morning because so it was what probably 
I don't know, four years ago, maybe I, w- I went out hunting and I didn't bring, I just, mm-hmm. it was just kind of, I'm going out bear hunting and I didn't bring any coffee with me. And mm. I was up on, I was up this, up on this mountain and I just got this really bad headache. It was so bad that I drove the four wheeler down to camp where I was camping and I just slept the rest of the day. I was hurting. I had just a migraine. And from then on, I started carrying uh, even instant coffee in the truck with me when I went hunting just because I was I was literally withdrawing from from caffeine. And so I've oh, got yeah. to have at least some form of caffeine in the morning, even if it's from uh, uh, sweet tea, whatever, or uh, coffee. Or, of course, now when I, I – uh, the past couple of days that I was drinking tea, I made sure it was black tea because black tea has a caffeine. So I prefer a nice hot tea with some honey and a little bit of lemon uh, if I'm sick, but also uh, like in the evening occasionally it's nice. Uh, but I even enjoy a nice cup of uh, decaf coffee in the evenings uh, just to kind of help me relax and wind down for the night. So I'm all about that tea and coffee. You know, you – if you live in the South and you don't like tea or coffee, something wrong with you. I'm just going to come out and say it. There's something wrong with you. Well, I'm just going to come out and say that uh, that just kind of solidifies the fact that you, what we were talking about, I can't remember a couple episodes ago or last episode about you being an old man and <laughs> you drinking decaf coffee in the, at night. I mean, I think that just kind of rounds it out and says that, Marshall, you are an old man stuck in a young man's body. Uh, It's true. I think I've been an old man stuck in a young man's body my whole life. (laughs) (laughs) Wait till I get old. (laughs) Right? Right? I'm surprised you don't already. I'm surprised you don't already have a... uh, Come on. I already fixed this once. I, I'm getting ready to go in this. I bet you. I bet you keep your house at like 80 degrees, like every every other older person. You know, we. I, when I was a paramedic, we'd go into these houses of these uh, older <laughs> folks, and um, and man, it, it would just be just so hot inside the house. And uh, speaking of which, I wish no, it was I like hotter it cold. here. I'm very warm blooded. No, okay. But yeah, no, I was kind of, I was kind of using that as a kickoff to explain why I have to keep leaving the the, the camera shot because um, this door, the wind is blowing so bad. It's, it's, it's refuses to become springtime here and the door keeps blowing open. When I came out here, the door was open. So it's just, it's freezing cold in this room right now. And the door just keeps popping open. I'm going to have to put something in front of it to keep it from uh <laughs> it, from blowing open while i'm in here or else i'm going to sit here and freeze so hold on just a second you, you you're going to get even more sick yeah no kidding right no yeah no i uh i actually like it really cold uh in the house and if i had it my way it'd be pretty chilly in here um but surprisingly like lately our house has been uh it's been warmer outside but cool inside the house you know we keep we have all the blinds closed curtains closed all that kind of stuff to keep it keep the you know try to keep the cold out or in the summertime keep the sun out and we, yeah. we hope we open the stuff up too just because we like some natural light but we have tons of windows in this house 
And there are so many stinking windows in this house, which is great because you have a lot of natural sunlight. But at the same time, a lot of heat and a lot of cold air, uh, or just, just the windows and the glass getting hot or getting cold during the wintertime, well, that heat and mm-hmm. that cold radiates off of that glass and therefore it also makes your house a little bit colder too. Um, but, uh, yeah. 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 Well, like I said, it hasn't been warming up here. Actually, it's been trying to snow. Um, well, it's been snowing off and on for the past two days. It's getting awfully depressing. And where do I want to be more than anything is sitting on a beach somewhere. So here's what, here's what everybody, Marshall, that everybody listening, we've already put the cats out of the bag. Now we've got, uh, the business address for the world to hear. If you guys want to send us any type of money or vouchers, plane tickets, wherever, I, I, I really could stand to be sitting on a beach right now. And you know, that would be, that would be a, a real true blessing for us to just like, and you know, let's fly Marshall and Aaron somewhere to a beach where we can actually get together in person. And then we'll just do a live podcast right there. On the I, beach. I think that, right be on the beach. Hey, hey, I'll be after that 110%. I tell you what, today there's been some some crazy storms that have blown through uh, through through North Texas. It kind of hit uh, this kind of Northwest Texas and our area. Just uh, mainly just rain, thunder, lightning, and small hail. But as it got closer to the Metroplex, mm-hmm. Fort Worth area, and going to going east, I've been seeing people posting stuff on Facebook about uh, real like 80 mile an hour strong winds, poles being dumped over people without power and all sorts of crazy stuff going on over there. So there could be a possibility that during this podcast, I could have to go to work because we'll dispatch and stuff sometimes uh, for people in different towns uh, through our computers. Maybe not, but there's always that possibility that I may have to just up and go. (laughs) Oh, well there. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. I I just wanted to say, uh, I was going to say it. I just wanted to say one thing, but now I can't remember what it was. Anyway, yeah, I'm just thinking of that beach. Hey, oh, that's what I was gonna say. I was <laughs> while you were talking about all them storms and everything that um, I, I was still thinking of the beach life, and um, <laughs> it would have to be Marshall, uh, like always, an audio only podcast. We couldn't do it because nobody wants to see me uh, shirtless on a beach. Uh, but I would definitely have to be shirtless on a beach if I was on a beach. But uh, nobody else, the the world doesn't need to see me shirtless on a beach. So it would have to be audio only. Well, yeah, and same here. But I think that you know we we may have to throw our shirts on for a, a quick minute and get some nice pictures and maybe a little short video from the Undaunted Pursuit crew saying, "Hey, from the beach," you know. <laughs> yep. Yep. All right, so, well, with that being said, Marshall, since you have the possibility of being called out, let's 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 dive into it because I, I am already scared that we may not make it through this Chapter 8 tonight because there is so much to unpack in the rest of this, the, the other half. Like, when we left you guys the last time, we, uh, we were only halfway through Chapter, Luke Chapter 8. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and Jesus was kind of chastising the the disciples after being through uh, a storm he had fallen asleep on a boat and uh they were 
uh, crossing uh, Lake uh, Lake Galilee, the Sea of Galilee. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's not very big, <laughs> right? So anyway, you know, he calms the storm. He's like, "What? Where is your faith?" And uh, and so that's where we're going to pick up. Where they're going to be, uh, they're sailing to. Uh, it would it would be probably the I think it what was I reading about it? It's like the east side of uh, the Sea of Galilee. I think if I'm correct, Marshall. Maybe going towards were they going towards Capernaum? Because no, you had no, no. Gadara on. To... I was going to say they have Gadara on the south southwest side, and they had Capernaum kind of north of the Sea of Galilee. Okay, so what I was reading was saying that it was. Uh, it was on the east side of the Sea of Galilee. So, uh, Gadarenes, what did you call it? Well, Gadara was on the is on the west southwest side of uh, the Sea of Galilee. So, uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at this map, and I don't really see anything directly to the east. Wait, I'm sorry. I'm. Oh my goodness. Aaron, I'm a goober, but I'm an absolute goober. <laughs> I have my I have my directions mixed up. <laughs> oh wow, my goodness. Uh, yeah, so no, it was probably Gadara then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, it, but yeah, Gadara is that's how you say that. Uh, that's how I'm saying it. <laughs> okay, Gadara. We'll, we'll call it Gadara then. Okay, eastern side of Sea of Galilee. This is where they're sailing to. It's a mostly Gentile area. Um, and and so uh, we're going to, Jesus is going to encounter a demon-possessed guy. And uh, so that's where mm-hmm. we're going to start. Marshall, do you want to kick us off on that? Or you, you just want me to get into yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, I can, I can get to going on this awesomeness. Uh, so... <clears throat> I'll yep. just start reading, and uh, we'll just see where the good Lord takes us here. So, like Aaron said, Jesus sends demons into a herd of pigs from this guy who is. Hey, demon don't get possessed. ahead of yourself and, now. Well, that's just the title. It's the title of this of this next little section here. So I'm just reading the Bible. I didn't say it. The Bible did. Don't be mad at me. Be mad at the Bible. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <sighs> okay. So it says in. In chapter 8, verse 25, it says, They sailed to the region of the Gera, Gera, Gerasen, you know, that G word. Uh, Gerasen is, I can't even say it. That's that's a crazy word. Anyway, which is across the lake from Galilee. When Jesus stepped ashore, he was met by a demon-possessed man from the town. For a long time, this man had not worn clothes or lived in a house, but had lived in the tombs. Oh, that's a period. Uh, when he was when he saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice. Go ahead. I just wanted to kind of stop you there uh, when you stopped at living in the tombs. And there's a couple of things to kind of point out right there as far as um, this man. It wasn't Jesus wasn't searching out this man. This man met him at, you know, when it nope. says there. Uh, let me see here. Where was that? See, because mine says when uh, now when Jesus stepped to land, he was met by a man from the city of Granassa. Mm-hmm. 
we're back. <laughs> a little, I've got the kids inside right now. So, um, so he's met by this man. Jesus didn't seek him out. This guy uh, seeked Jesus out. And one thing to note about this whole uh, demon possession uh, section in in this in Luke that Marshall, would you know that this is the most detailed description of uh, of of a demon possessed man in the Bible? I didn't know that. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah. So though. here here he is. Here he is. He's been demon possessed for a long time. He he didn't. He's living like a wild animal out in the wilderness. Um, and of course, so there is. Let me see here. So these tombs. This it would have been like a cemetery back in the day. So these tombs were above ground, and some of them would been would have been vacant. Um. Because these these people would pre-purchase just like just like if you were uh, planning on being buried instead of cremated when you die, then um, you would have you would buy your plot before you died. That's what these uh, the it was Jewish custom to uh, to buy these things. And so the, there's several tombs that would be empty um, that these people would. Uh, people like outcast from society or uh like this in demon possession um would go and live in these tombs they just they were squatters yeah which is interesting is those tombs because it says when he stepped ashore he was met by that man and uh, let's see he stepped ashore he was met by the demon possessed man from the town for a long time this man had not worn clothes lived in the house but had lived in tombs so those tombs must have been pretty close to where the to the sea of galilee then because if they met right in that area I mean, so anyway, I guess we'll go on to uh, verse 28. It says, when he okay. saw Jesus, he cried out and fell at his feet, shouting at the top of his voice, what do you want with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had commanded the evil spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had seized him. And though he was chained hand and foot, and kept under guard, he had broken his chains and had been driven by the demon into solitary places. Now, before we go into depth on that, I wanted to say in chapter 8, verse 27, 28, I think it's very important for believers to recognize that the power of Satan and his demons, uh, it's it's real. Like it's that power is real. And it's it's I think it's important that we never let our our curiosity as Christians lead us to get involved with any type of demonic forces. And if you go over to De- Deuteronomy mm-hmm. 18, th- 10 through 12, it kind of talks about that as well. Yeah. I like that. Cause I was, I was kind of reading through that when you, while you were ta- reading that uh, Marshall. And so let me back up here. This guy obviously had um, some sort of supernatural strength. Okay. And there's, there's some people that think that the, the Holy spirit, does the same thing in Christians that, you know, that it gives us some supernatural power or, or something like that. And, um, and that's not what it, you know, the Holy spirit does not control the body as like what a, like a demon possession would do. He, you know, he doesn't, uh, the Holy spirit does not, um, it's not like what we're going to see here. So there's a, a vast, difference between the two so that's one thing that we wanted to point that we want to make sure we point out marshall um Mm -hmm. and another thing is this this guy didn't start out this way 
This guy, no. this guy was a normal guy before something, something in his life, uh, either caused it to happen. You, you can think about it like nowadays, like what would open the door? Jesus broke this, um, with his, with the work on the cross. He, he broke there. There's a certain, um, no, no, or a certain, uh, you know, like it, it, it's, it's forbidden for demons to have that type of power on Christians um, these days, mm-hmm. because Jesus fulfilled Jesus um, put that to rest on the cross. And so, but those, those that don't believe and then, and allow themselves to open that door to, to these evil things um, through the use of, uh, you know, wh- whether you're kind of uh, searching out, you, you, you know, like a Ouija board or, uh, Right. Um, if you're you're diving into those those evil practices of magic like and witchcraft uh, and stuff uh, like that, and yeah, and and drugs uh, drugs are definitely an open open door to uh, to allowing those evil spirits to uh, kind of inhabit your life. So just remember that that you, what you do in your life does really matter. Oh yeah, it affects your it affects a lot of different aspects of your life in a major way if you're not careful. And they can take over and take control of your life in a big way. And, uh, but, you know, I think it's important that just as demons and Satan and his demons are, are powerful. Um, you can also keep in mind that demons are also powerless against those who trust in Jesus. And it talks more about that in James four, seven. Oh yeah. Yeah. If you wanted to read that, you go ahead. Well, yeah. If you give me just a, just a second here. I can read that verse to us. Give me just one second. All right. It says, James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. That's exactly what we were talking about as far as the the work that Jesus did on the cross. Yeah. Yep. So you brought up a... uh, I kind of like how my uh, translation kind of puts it here. Um uh, let's see here. Okay, so it says he shouted loudly. What business do we have in common with each other? Jesus, son of the most high God, I beg you, do not torment me before the appointed. And then in parentheses, it says before the appointed time of judgment. There, um, That's important. That to last point little out. bit there. It is very important to point out. Now, he's it took me a second because initially when I read that. Um, so there's there's a couple things happening here. The 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 demon inside of this guy is uh, when it resides in a human, um, it'll exhibit its own personality through the personality of the host body. So uh, you, you're going to see a couple of things. It says, do not torment me, um, which you can take as the guy, the guy was the human side of the guy was afraid that Jesus was going to uh, hurt him in some way. And that's uh, of course the fear that the, this evil spirit is giving him. Um, and when I, when I read about the demon, uh, initially read this, uh, um, demon calling him, uh, using Jesus's full title, the son of the most high God, I initially took it as, as him, you know, like what we had talked about before Marshall was that they recognize they, th- of course they know who Jesus is. He's been there from the beginning mm-hmm. and uh, so I initially took that as like, oh, hey, he recognizes them. But then he's what? Uh, let's see here. Um, what business do we have in common with each other? 
so he he's recognized him. He knows that Jesus has authority over him. But then when I actually mm-hmm. got to looking it up, it was he was actually he used the full title of Jesus not only as um because he knew who he was, but also to kind of mocking he's kind of mocking Jesus in the moment. Right. You know, something that came to my mind while you were talking about um about how the demons, like you said, the the demons they know who he is. They knew who he was. And, you know, that reminds me, you know, how many times in your life have you heard somebody say, uh, you know, oh, I believe in God. I think there's a God or something along those lines. They're not saved, but they believe in mm-hmm. God. Well, just like kind of like what everyone was saying there, uh, the demons believe in God. The demons know who God is, right? So that's why it's so important to not only know God, but be saved by God to become a Christian. Yeah. So take it this way. Why, why does a, why does an evil spirit want to inhabit a human? Well, because they, they don't like the image of God himself and we are made with, we are made in God's image. So of course that that's why they would enjoy and they don't want to be cast out of this, of the human body is because they want to, it's, here's an analogy for you, Marshall. It's like a, a vandal, wanting a tool to vandalize with or a murderer wanting a weapon to kill people with what it, it's it's the same it's the same thing as a, a demon wanting to possess a person to destroy the very thing that god loves and and we are made in his mm-hmm. image yeah the the human body is merely a tool for the demons to use um so and so let's see let's let's move on now uh now he would uh he has already commanding the unclean spirit to come out of the man for it has seized him violently many times and he was kept under guard and bound with chains and shackles. We- oh, you already read that. Read that. Mm-hmm. Um, 30. Yeah, we're at 30. Okay, sorry about that. Jesus asked him, uh what is your name? Let's stop there. He wanted to it was common practice for anybody wanting to uh cast out an evil spirit to first learn its name to because learning its name you would have more uh power and authority authority yeah that authority over that spirit after learning its name and we're gonna see now when uh he answered legion because many demons had entered him now a legion um in roman in roman would normally be about six thousand people or you know, six thousand men. Not saying that there is six thousand demons inside of this guy. It's just there were many demons, and Jesus was already aware that there are many yeah. demons inside of this guy. And Legion was a way to try and um, intimidate Jesus. The the yep. this these demons were trying to intimidate him, like just like a cornered animal trying to make itself look bigger uh, and more frightening. Yep, I like what we're about to get into here. It's gonna get real good. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um so here here he is uh they and and they continually begged Jesus, begged him not to command them to go into the abyss. Ah, now stop there. I'm going to. Yeah. That's why I paused. <laughs> <laughs> the abyss. The A B Y S S. What is the abyss? You know, it talks about the abyss in Revelation 9:1. And twenty one through three. Um and eleven. And I can in Revelation nine eleven. Yep. Let me let me pull this up real quick. 
Give me just a second here. So it says in Revelation 9.1, it says, um, The fifth angel sounded his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen from the sky to the earth, which I want to talk about that star too here a little bit in a few minutes. Um, and the star right, was right. given the key, which I want to talk about that key too, uh, to the shaft of the abyss. Uh, and then you go down to, let's see, Revelation 20. Revelation 20, verse 1. That's 1 through 3, but I'll just go to there and I can read. So uh, Revelation 20, verse 1 through 3 says, And I saw an angel coming down out of heaven, having the key to the abyss, and holding in his hand a great chain. He seized the dragon, that ancient serpent, who is the devil or Satan, and bound him for a thousand years. And then you said Revelation 11? Mm. Yeah, uh, chapter 9, verse 11. Okay, 9, 11. <laughs> 9, 11. Um, yeah. oh, so interesting. Revelation 9, 11 says, They had as king over them the angel of the abyss, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek is Apollyon, that is which means the destroyer. And so we're talking so much about the abyss here. What is the abyss? Aaron, what is the abyss? You know, I, I really didn't do a, a real deep dive into it. I was kind of leaning on what you would come up with as far as the abyss. I wanted to kind of go back. Uh, I wanted you to do what you did and, and read it out of revelation, but um, it must be uh it must be a place where they are just kind of locked up. Now, now we're we're just going to speculate, but the the main point that I wanted to get to with this that um, these demons they didn't want to become inactive. You know, it's it be uh, it's like another hell for these uh, for these demons and the devil to to be inactive or to uh, uh, to be not doing anything. That's that's well, evil. <laughs> and so, yeah, so um the abyss must be some sort of yeah pretty much the the abyss is the it's the place of demons and of satan which is the king of demons so what you're saying which the abyss is where they're going to essentially be locked up for a thousand years as well hmm. so the you know what uh, what we can take out of all this is that it's like you you hear these people pursuing all these like you know like these these people these Satanists and everything like that. Jesus had power over all these evil spirits, over Satan and everything. And you got people that are worshiping these, uh, this, this evil. And even, even that evil that these people nowadays are, are worshiping recognized that God was supreme over all, over everything. And that's, that's mm-hmm. kind of what I, I take out of it. Yeah. And they were, they, and you know, they had so much to, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. They they were so much uh, like begging him not to don't send us into this uh, into this abyss. They were they were begging Jesus. Yeah. Well, and there's a reason. See, you know, so Jesus ends up throwing that demon into the pigs, which we we get into in, in verse 32 of chapter 8. It starts talking about mm-hmm. that. And there's there's a reason why he sent the demons into the pigs over the cliff as opposed to into the abyss. 
Do you know why he right. why he didn't and send them into the abyss? Because he he needed to demonstrate his power and authority over those demons, and to show them just what the demons' atten- uh, uh, intentions were with a human body. Because of course, um, you know he can't. They can't even inflict these pigs without God's permission, right? Yeah. So. Well, and they have all this. Not only that, little power. Go ahead. Not only, not only that, but it also, it wasn't time. It, it, it wasn't time for them to go into the abyss because there is a specific time, like it talks about in Revelation, when you know Jesus is going to lock Satan and his demons in the abyss for a thousand years. So it wasn't that time yet. So that's why he threw them into the pigs as opposed to throwing them into the abyss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was also a um, well, like I said, it was it was to show their effect on yeah uh, on the swine because of course I'm trying to find it here. Um, they wanted okay, so that's what it was saying uh, that I was reading here is they wanted to destroy the man just as they destroyed the pigs, but because men are made in the image of God, they they could not have their way as easily with the man, but their intention was just the same to completely destroy him. Mm-hmm. What? Why are we? Why are we diving so deep into all of this? It's to show you guys that it, you know. It's to show our listeners that uh, don't be messing around. Don't let don't let that evil power overtake you because you can have full confidence in the power of Jesus to to overcome that. Because if you if you mm-hmm. have Jesus in your heart, he he made a public spectacle of when he died on that cross and that's where that's where the true authority that's where it all came together and uh, that's where he demonstrated his true authority over every evil uh, for over all evil spirits and that's why mm-hmm. now today we can be confident in the fact that with Jesus in our lives and uh Jesus in our hearts that they can't they they don't ha- they have no authority over us yeah sorry i was looking up a look up a verse here for the next topic that we'll dig into all right all right, so I think we I think we covered that pretty pretty well. I mean, there's you guys anybody listening can go and read it for themselves and there's a lot of commentary um on the internet about it and it's just there there's so much there's so much there but for the sake of time Marshall, I think we can we can move on because what uh now all the people find out about this and it, it's crazy to think that why are they more scared of a completely cured guy that they've seen for years as a demon possessed guy? And now he's sitting at Jesus's feet mm-hmm. and they're more scared of that than they are of the, uh, of when he was demon possessed. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that could, that could go towards the uh, idea that they had the superstitions that they had. Um, and it was, and Jesus shattered them all by curing, by, by curing this guy, by casting those demons out. Right. And of course they couldn't, uh, they couldn't handle all, they couldn't handle all this. And whether, I, I don't know whether or not they were, it says in verse 34 that when the herdsmen of the pigs that, that they, um, uh, that the demons killed when they got, ran into the pigs, um, they ran away and told everybody in the city and in the country. So, um, so there obviously was not a huge crowd there. So these people are hearing it, um, from, from these herdsmen, obviously. 
Mm-hmm. But and what 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 do they do here? Here yet again, we see another time where Jesus performs this great miracle, and they're so afraid that they they ask him to leave. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, uh, you can go now," because <laughs> they're not. They're like, they don't understand what's going on, so they're freaking out. Yeah, and and then we see then we see the man the the previously um the previously uh possessed man now healed mm-hmm. okay uh he wants to he not only wants to uh be with Jesus for what he did he wants he he wants to be with him forever that's in uh, what what yeah. can we take from that we that should be what we want in our lives is yeah <coughs> excuse me is to uh, when he, when we finally get redeemed, when we finally accept Jesus into our lives and see the work, the miracles that He does in our lives, uh, we should constantly want to pursue Him. We would constantly want to uh, to be by His side, to be at His feet, sitting on His feet, learning from Jesus. Well, yeah, and then Jesus goes on to say, you know, instead of you know, like Aaron said, the guys wanting to stay with Him and be with Him and follow Him and all this stuff, but Jesus says, no, return home. And tell how much God has done for you. And then so the man went on his way and he told all over town how much Jesus had actually done for him. So I think Jesus was saying, like, as much as I'd love for you to be here, I want you to go and spread the word. Mm-hmm. Jesus would have gladly, uh, Jesus already accepted him. He, Jesus, by, by curing him from his, uh, from his possession, he, he loves him. Him sending him away is not a, is not a, uh, a shot at the guy. It's not that Jesus doesn't want him to be with him. It's that there was work to be done. You got to remember that when no. we started this episode, that um, or at the, this last half of uh, chapter eight, that they were mm-hmm. in a fully Gentile country. So there, there is work to be done by this man. Yeah. This is the, mm-hmm. this guy can go out and now tell everybody. All the Gentiles, yep. because that's what Jesus' job was, is to is to continually graft these Gentiles in, or us Gentiles, better yet. Yeah. So now we go on to uh, verse 40, and uh, this starts to talk about some more uh, miraculous things that Jesus is doing for people. Uh, so now in verse 40, it says, Now when Jesus returned, a crowd welcomed him, for they were all expecting him. Then a man named Jairus, a ruler of the synagogue, came and fell at Jesus' feet, pleading with him to come to his house uh, because his only daughter, a girl of about 12, um, was was dying. So I, I wanted to point something out there. Um, so, so Jairus, he was a ruler of the synagogue. And back in that time, synagogue rulers, it was very unusual for them to... Uh, well, they're for one, they're very respected. They're very, you know, highly respected people. But it's very unusual for, unusual for them for a ruler to fall at the feet of an uh, inter I can't remember what that word is. Pretty much to fall at the feet of a preacher. Um, but because of Jairus's faith, uh, Jesus he honors him, and then Jesus restores uh, mm-hmm. his his daughter's life. Because of his faith, and there we go again, Aaron. We're getting back into faith and how important that faith is to have that faith in Christ. 
Yeah, just seeing we we see that we see that through all through all the gospels and and for through all the Bible and it's like I was we were uh, I was with a friend last night doing a Bible study and uh, it's it's funny how it, everything revolves around faith. We have got to have faith. Well, it's not the it's not the fact that he asked Jesus. You know, it, it wasn't the asking. It wasn't the question. It was the faith that healed his daughter, and Jesus saw that faith, and so because of his good faith, Jesus healed the daughter. Yeah, and and you're fun. It's we're getting a little ahead of ourselves there because on his way there, here here we are, daughter's dying, and Jesus gets stopped up. You can only uh, stopped up by uh, by this. Uh, this woman that's been uh, obviously had a, a bleeding problem for quite a long time for um, let's see here, hammer 12 years. And she had, she has spent all of her money on physicians and healers and, and everything. And so they're on their way. You can imagine that Jar- Jarus, let's see here. Um, Jarus had, what, what was he, what was he feeling? It's like, Hey, you know, we got someplace to be, my daughter's dying and it, we're going to get stopped up by this. But this lady, uh, while we're on the topic of faith, Marshall, this lady's faith was just as powerful as, uh, Jarus, the synagogue official recognizing that, that Jesus, he already had the faith that Jesus can heal, No, you know, and yeah. this lady, all she wanted to do was touch Jesus's robe because she had enough mm-hmm. faith that even just being near him in his presence enough close enough to him to touch his robe that she would be healed and mm-hmm. uh and, and Jesus has so much power so much power that when she touched his robe he felt that immediately he felt <laughs> the healing power amongst uh, this whole crowd that that they were walking through because of course you know there were people you know jesus is a big deal now and so oh yeah they were um, shoulder to shoulder who touched, yeah who touched me it was like well, everybody touched you yeah they're bump, people are bumping into you like crazy here jesus he's like no i, mean, I found felt i power. felt something yeah he felt that power go yeah. from his body and he says that he said someone touched me i know the power has gone out from me and she and of course you know the 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 god in flesh and uh when he noticed that you know she probably thought that he wouldn't notice that she would just be just be healed but and then it's like oh is he is he gonna get angry with me for touching his robe uh you know so she gets scared (laughs) yeah well she then she 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 soon realizes that she can't go unnoticed you know and then so she she uh what does it say the woman, seeing that she could not go unnoticed, came trembling and fell at his feet in his presence. Uh, of all the people, she told why she had touched him and how she had been instantly healed. Uh, and, and what's interesting is it wasn't, uh, again, it wasn't the fact that he she touched his robe. It wasn't the robe that healed her. It was her faith in Jesus that she knew that Jesus mm-hmm. could heal her. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on just a second. Let's take a break. <laughs> all right all right so we're back it was a we're it back. was the wife collins i had to yeah i had to get the she had to tell me we we're she's going to the store so anyway okay so 
here we are, here we are. She's fallen at his feet, which is what we should all do: is, is fall at Jesus's feet. I mean, this is he is he is worth the respect. He is worth the he is worth everything we are. So why wouldn't we fall at his feet in in trembling? Because we are not worthy of his of his healing. We are not worthy of his uh, of his good graces. But yeah. we're going to see when he turns to her and. And this is what we can have. Jesus is peace, and he's going to give her that peace. Like, hey, don't be scared. It's okay. Because of your faith, you are forgiven. Or I, I may have said that wrong. I, I'm jumping ahead here. Well, yeah, he he, he says, daughter, your faith has, has healed you. Go in peace. But, you know, something I wanted to point out before we get too far is um, a woman that is bleeding who is menstruating uh, it, it was it was unclean to touch a woman who was menstruating. He was on her period, and that was according to Jewish yes. law. So, for the fact that she reached out and touched his robe, that whole ordeal was like looked down upon. It was shunned, and during that time, I'm glad you brought that up. Yes, I I uh, I would have probably just ran over all of that, but that is significant because her touching him, just like you said, Marshall, in their eyes, in the Jewish in Jewish leaders' eyes, made all of them unclean, whoever she had touched or was near, you know? Mm -hmm. Yep. And Jesus was like, I don't care. (laughs) That's not not what this is about. He knew that obviously. I think he says in there somewhere, but yeah, uh, he, he, he wasn't, he wasn't worried about it. No. And, uh, let's see here. Man, I I lost my train of thought, but you're, yeah, he, he knew that just like he knew that when he touched the leper earlier on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And all the, you know, leprosy, can be a, a contagious thing. It, it can be spread from person to person through open wounds. Um, you know, but Jesus, you know, of course nothing can happen to Jesus, but you know, the people don't know that, especially people who don't know him. So, right. But even, right. but I mean, I you say, know, it drives, it, it, it drives everything home every single time. Cause people were like, <gasps> you know, but Jesus is like, yeah, what's up? <laughs> you got to love his approach to everything. Oh, Absolutely. I love it. I, I love the way he, and and that's you know I love the way Jesus stirs the pot in in a humble and and yet so powerful way. And you know I like to stir the pot, but I've got to learn to do it more like Jesus did it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, so as you brought up earlier, Marshall. Um, he he stopped up by this, you know. He's he stopped in his tracks by this lady, and now say they all this has taken on, it's taken place, and uh, some officials come up, uh, synagogue officials, and they say, "Don't worry about it. Your daughter's dead. Uh, don't inconvenience the teacher anymore." Of course, they're still recognize him as just a teacher. That you know, he just it it always it just always baffles me. He just performed it, it, a lady touched him and she was healed. You you just saw that she'd been bleeding and yeah, you know, you're still going to recognize him as just a, just a teacher. Yeah. And what, what Aaron's saying there is those guys that approached him during that time, those guys came from the house of Jairus or however you say his name, uh, that, that, that synagogue ruler that we talked about before the, the, the bleeding woman, that's, that's where that those people came from. And that's why those officials were like, Hey, your, your daughter's dead. Like, don't, you know, <laughs> let's not, let's not go there. Yeah. And of course, Jesus here in this, he's like, Hey guys, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. Keep the faith. And you know, that's what, 
just believe. That's you know, that's mm-hmm. what what we have to learn out of this whole episode is keep the faith. That's something my grandpa yeah. always used to tell me. Keep the faith. Yeah. And so, um, and and she will be made well. Yep. So they get to the house. They get to the house, and here's another here's another significant thing. He only allows uh Peter, yeah. John, and James to <laughs> and the father and mother, of course. Yep. Why why yep. not the father and mother? Um to enter in the house. And this stands to the Testament that what we were talking about uh, in past episodes, uh, Jesus wasn't here to, it wasn't always a big spectacle. He wasn't a performer. Mm -hmm. He was here to, he was here for a specific reason. Yeah. And so that's why, that's why you see him doing this in such a, in in a more intimate private setting now to go in and, and heal this girl. Yep. Verse 52. Now they were all weeping loudly and mourning for her. And <laughs> I I joked with you earlier about this, Marshall, that uh, mm-hmm. that these when somebody died in the Jewish culture, um, they would hire. There were people that were hired to come and just wail and and yeah. moan and cry. They they were just hired to sit there and and do this. Yeah, they're wailing women. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I'd probably play music or or whatever they did, but they were just there to to uh, wail over the uh, mourning the dead body, even though they didn't even know they probably didn't even know this girl. Yeah, well, they did the same thing for Jesus, Jesus when he was put in the tomb. Oh, did they really? Yeah, um, yeah. But I, it actually brings me back to the little, little, little rabbit trail when. I worked for the promise in Glen Rose, Texas, back in like 2001, uh, towards the end of the show, when Jesus is cru- after he's crucified, he's put in the tomb. There's women outside the tomb and they're wailing and wailing and wailing. And then eventually, you know, he's, he rises from the tomb and, you know, but yeah. I had a buddy that worked on that. Speaking of which, uh, we're, we're kind of, we're going to deviate he for just a second. I had a buddy. In the past that... few years. Oh, did he really? Yeah, he was, uh. Yeah, he was in the past few years. He he was he was involved in the the promise in Glen Rose because I saw pictures and I saw him on there and I was like, what? I was like, what is he doing down yeah. here? Yeah, and I I had reached yeah. out to him, but he he never he never said anything. I don't know if he didn't remember me, maybe or whatever, but I knew who he was. I think he was helping direct things huh. or whatever. Yeah, he was. I don't know some some big shot in the production, I guess. You know, but, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, of course, Jesus coming in to this house and all these people are wailing and moaning and uh, he's it was probably a big spectacle. And he's like, guys, calm down. He's like, don't worry about it. He's like, stop, stop what you're doing. He said, don't weep. She's not dead. She just (laughs) she's just asleep. (laughs) She's just sleeping. Let her sleep. Why, Why are you making such a big commotion here? I mean, think about it. Your child, you're your parent, your child is dead. You are an emotional mess. And here comes Jesus, and he's like, Stop wailing. Calm down. Chill out. Look, she's not dead. She is just asleep. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> that probably would have been my response. Yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> 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 so what does he do? He takes her hand, takes her by the hand. And he says, child, arise. Mm-hmm. I just, I love it because it's, you know, you know, it, it, the, the power he's got just to, just to speak it and, uh, and make him right. It make her rise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it says, and, I, I like- and her spirit, go ahead. 
No, go ahead. That's what I was going to say. No, go ahead. I'll let you do it. No, it, what Aaron about to say in, in verse 55 there, uh, it says her spirit returned. Uh, and at once she stood up. I, I just love that mental image that, that that creates. She was dead. Jesus says, my child, get up. And her spirit returns. That right there tells you that when you die, your body is left behind, which is why your body is just whatever. It's a shell. And your spirit goes to heaven. So, yeah, exactly. So her spirit came back. If you think about this, from heaven, come back into the body. I mean, yeah, it's a big deal. That's a big deal. Well, and you can imagine as a parent, uh, you know how it's if they weren't if they weren't true, truly believing in Jesus before, uh, done. Believer yeah. automatically forever and ever <laughs> done. Yeah, <laughs> you know it. Oh, one hundred ten percent. Or it, honestly, it probably. I'm sure. I'm sure it went this way too. It could have gone the exact opposite. People could have been freaked out like they were in that one town when they told him to leave. Um, but I think right. for me, I'd like to think that I would be like, uh, yeah, I'm here for this. <laughs> yeah, and then he tells them not to. T- not to tell anybody who wouldn't want to just scream it from your rooftop that Jesus of Nazareth healed or you uh, yeah. brought our daughter back to life, brought our, our kid back to life. Why? You know, that would be so, so stinking difficult. Yeah. But there's a reason why he didn't want them to go and do that because Jesus didn't want to be known as just a, a miracle worker. He wanted people to listen to his words that would heal their broken spiritual lives. So there was a reason behind that. He, like you yeah. said before, he wasn't yeah. a spectacle. And it wasn't, and you, right. And it wasn't necessarily his time yet. Like you can imagine that, that even more word of this getting out would uh, set off the, the uh, infuriate these officials, these uh, religious leaders of the time. Um, and it, it wasn't, it wasn't time yet mm-hmm. for them to be completely mad. So, yeah. uh, yeah, man, what a good chapter. Oh, I absolutely love it. I mean, there's so much good information there. And then this is, you know, I, I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. I've been one to not really dig into God's word, you know, this deep. I've, I love reading God's word, but I've never really, I've done it and I do it from time to time. But man, when you really take the time to dig into God's word, to read the information below, you know, and that explains and that breaks. So that's why it's so important to get yourself a, a, a good study Bible so you can study God's word and you can learn and understand everything that's going on because there's more than just what scratches the surface right there when you read it. It's easy to read through something and skim over it. But when you stop and you start mm-hmm. breaking down why things are happening and the reason behind that stuff, it brings forth so much more meaning to what God is doing, what Jesus is doing throughout his ministry while he's here on earth. Exactly. And I heard it put this way, Marshall, that if while reading uh, through the scriptures, if there's something that you don't understand, stop, stop right there, go look it up, go research it and then move forward because it, mm-hmm. it's going to open your eyes up that much more. There's, there's a lot of really good uh, commentary, a lot of really good, uh, breakdowns of this stuff, uh, of the scriptures by uh, people that know a whole lot more about it than we do. And uh, all we're trying to do is kind of add a little bit of our um, 
interpretation of it and trying to the most importantly trying to point people and see point people to Jesus and and get them to see how um he lights a fire in our lives. Absolutely. And you know reading reading the Bible is not a race. Um it's not a sprint. It's it's a journey. It's a it's it, it's it's something that you need to take your time. Look, Jesus is com- is, is going to come back for us. He's coming back. We don't know when the time, day, hour, anything like that. So knowing the fact that we don't know when he's going to come back for us, why not just take your time? Just take your time, dig into the Word, reading through it. And if you haven't read through the whole Bible in your lifetime, so be it. That's okay. Pretty sure Jesus isn't going to be like, Mm-mm-mm, you didn't read the whole Bible. No, man. Look, I was. I was digging in and God's going to honor that. He he's going to love you for it. Yeah. Cause you're still spending time with them in the spirit. Definitely. All right, man. Well, there it is. Chapter eight. I wasn't sure we were going to make it through all of it, but we did. We conquered. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, guys, you guys need to get on Apple podcasts, iTunes, whatever it's called. Now give us a good, rating and review write us a review we'll read it live uh here uh in the episodes if you give us a good rating it helps us in the in the stats and helps us get it noticed better share this podcast with somebody this week um check us out on all the social medias we're on facebook instagram twitter and um what else marshall that's it and of course you can guys can always send us a nice little email we love to hear from you guys we love to hear uh, your take on the scripture that we're reading, your questions, whatever it may be, we want to hear it. Aaron, what is that email address? It'd be mail at undauntedpursuit.com. Send us anything. We want to interact with you guys. And of course, if you guys want to send us goodies or uh, whatever in the mail, Beer. the business address, P.O. Box 92, Grangeville, Idaho, 83530. We'll keep putting it out. Coffee. Tea, coffee, snacks. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> coffee <laughs> twice. Uh, we'll, we'll take it. Any donations you guys want to send our way? Hey, we'll take those two. Um, we'll have something. Oh, Marshall, before we leave, there is actually we have a heat press, uh, like a for making swag for this podcast hey. coming. Ashley is getting. Ashley is getting into. Um, uh, screen printing and all, you know, whatever that is, uh, shirt making cups and all that. So hopefully here very soon in the near future, we will have, uh, as soon as that heat press arrives, we will have some undaunted pursuit swag that we can offer to our listeners and hopefully start making and offering some swag bags for those reviews that you guys leave on iTunes. Or, uh, of course you can give us a five-star rating on Spotify as well. Um, anything to help boost this thing up. We want to share our success with you guys. And we most importantly want to spread the gospel of Jesus, the good news of Jesus to as many people as possible, because he's made a huge difference in both of our lives. And 100%. we want you guys to experience that as well. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's a journey, guys. You don't want to miss out on what God has for your life. I promise you, you won't regret it. I'd rather you die having accepted Jesus Christ and there'd be nothing on the other side than die and not having accepted Jesus Christ and get to the other side and there'd be something. And you get to, you have to miss out on that because you made the, de- the decision not to, I know there's something on the other side. I know God is waiting for us. It's going to be amazing. So why not just hop on the bandwagon? You're missing out on a good time. I promise you. <laughs>
That's right. Hey, and as our abbreviation of this podcast, up, we're going up, and we want you to come with us too. So there you go, guys. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time on Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. See you guys. Adios. Let your soul is gone.